All right, my name is Oscar Lilly, um, teacher in Heidelberg, and we're doing our very first It Happened in Heidelberg podcast, and this is an interview. Uh, we decided to start out talking about um, memories of Herbie Nix, who was supposed to graduate this year and tragically passed away about four months ago now? Yeah. Okay. So I've introduced myself. Um, we'll go around the table here. Um, who's brave enough to start to be the first one to introduce themselves? Kleilani? Hello. My name is Kleilani Olop. And I have been a classmate of Herbie since middle school, my sixth grade year. Uh, my name's uh, Moses Hilaire. Uh, 10th grade. Hi, my name's Taryn. I'm in 11th grade. The person that sent me up here said, hey, there's a really tough student named Herbie, but he's like a big giant kid. He's a cool, cool guy, but he's just in trouble a lot. And, you know, I'm hoping you get to meet him. I hope you get to spend time with him. And so before I even became a teacher here, like Herbie was like one of the first students that was on my radar to pay attention to, to focus on, to think about. Um, and so very, my very first memory of him was knowing how big he was. And I, but I just remember thinking like, this is Herbie. And, um, you know, not knowing what to think, not knowing if he was gonna be tough, gonna be a pain in the butt, gonna be fun, gonna be whatever. And I ended up finding out that he was all the above. So, um, earliest memories of Herbie. So he was a fifth I, grader. Yeah. So he was a big kid to you. He was, he was big. The biggest kid to you. Yeah. But like me and him got along. Like, yeah. Herb has always been like my friend. Ever since Do you think he kind of looked out for you? Yeah. cousins in kindergarten always playing in the playroom going down the slides and all that nice Happy kind of scared me because he was bigger than me <laughs> i was still tiny <laughs> okay just, just some like big first grader coming down yeah because you would see him coming out the slide oh and I'd get he never scared. stopped being a big first grader no. either like ever We were in class and I, he had to, I, I had to sit by him. Like we had to share a desk. He wouldn't like stop like, butting me. Yeah, poking, poking you. Me. So like, our teacher was like warning us like to like pay attention and stuff or we're gonna get seated apart. So what's the most interesting memory you have of Herbie and there's a lot Herbie's got a lot of goofy stuff that I don't know anything about probably a good thing um, but I maybe interesting is the wrong word like compelling like what's the thing that stands out stands out about Herbie when you go there's this one time and you can think of it and say that's so Herbie and for me I remember so there is a lot and I for me I'm thinking about basketball and when you guys came from behind to beat Thorn Bay in that tournament, yeah, that was insane. Like that, you guys are down by like what fourteen points at halftime, and I felt like Herbie just 
threw it on his back and said, I'm winning this. And just, he was in on every loose ball, every rebound, just beast mode. Every fast break. Every fast break. I mean, the guy put his heart out there and just killed himself for the team. And I remember I traveled. I don't know if you remember this, Moses, but I actually traveled to the Thorn Bay game when you guys got killed. Um, But Herbie got hurt. Yeah. He, like, popped his ankle. Yeah. And, I mean, it was, like, didn't know if it was broke or what. And he just. I I seen it. I was on the bench, and you just see his his ankle, like, nearly touched the floor, but he caught himself. Yeah. But I remember he got up. He kind of, I think we might have wrapped his ankle. I don't remember. But I remember I was on the sideline, and I, like, popped my chest. And I was like, you, buddy. And I popped it. And he looked at me, and he did that. You guys ever see Herbie do that, like, very stern, like, Mm-hmm. That nod he does, like when he just yeah. knows, he's like, yeah. And he does that stern nod. He did that, like, yeah, I got you. And I remember that's Herbie. Like, the kid had so much heart, and that was a big piece of Herbie was he could be a dick sometimes. He could be a pain in the ass sometimes. But deep down, he had just this awesome, amazing, vibrant heart that was just full of life and full of wanting to do the right thing for people. Because yeah. getting killed by Thorn Bay, he could have sat that game out. He could have been like, guys, I'm hurt. We're getting killed. Who cares? But he was not going to do that to you guys. He limped through that game so you guys didn't have to go through that without him. And that was maybe one of the big things that stood out to me is like just Herbie showing how much heart he had. Every time he walks in the room, he just changed the whole mood or, like, Mm -hmm. vibe or whatever. Herbie becomes an easy guy to root for. I'll say that. Yeah. Like... All right, so let's go into some funny memories. I know you guys talked about a few. One that uh, was about Makana. It was pretty embarrassing, but funny. But I think Herb just seen that he was, she was like like one of the biggest girls. It was like easily matched, like, and so they would uh, wrestle sometimes. And uh, Herb did like some wrestling move and like picked her up from behind. And she uh, kind of let one out. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. No, wait, you're talking about the one in the gym or the one in the hallway? Oh, yeah. You did it twice. Twice. I wasn't there for the gym one, but I was there for the hallway one because we were waiting for class to start. It was like after lunch or something. And they were just uh, wrestling, and Harry I picked told her up. McConnell was like, stop, and he wasn't stopping. <laughs> and then uh, he picked her up, and she just she just let one out, and it was funny. <laughs> Thanks for letting us share that. That's that's pretty good. One time I told him I was gassy, and like he should stop, and like he put me in the cradle. And then, yeah. <laughs> he was just trying to help you with your gas problem. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Did any of you see Herbie knock me down and knock my shoe off? Yeah. <laughs> so 
What were we yes, playing? We were just playing like noodle like a like uh, twenty one. We're just playing basketball. Really? Yeah. There was something else that we were playing that he like knocked you over. So yeah, he's probably knocked me over. But that was like the first week of school. Like you guys didn't even know me. I was just the new teacher. And Herbie. This guy in a Broncos jersey. Yeah, and Herbie like shoulder checks me, drive into the hoop and just knock me back. Mr. Lily was like. Yeah, and my shoe was off. He knocked my shoe off. So I had like one shoe off. I'm like, man, I'm not making a good impression on these kids. <laughs> and like, got up, got my shoe back on. Like, yeah, this guy's got some power. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I remember Herbie was like, I want to do bass. I want to do wrestling this year, but I don't have anyone to like wrestle with. And I'm like, practice with. Yeah. Like he's so big, you know. And I'm like, man. I'm like, when we were in Mat Rats when I was in elementary, I wrestled for at least a year or two, and he was he was in fifth grade, so I was trying to him. Yeah. And then I was like the biggest boy, and he was like the second yeah. biggest boy. So like I was paired up with him. So I was like, "That sounds horrible." Well, and that's that's how I felt. But I was like, Herb, I want to help you out. I want you. I wanted Herb to have the best senior year ever. He said he wanted to do every sport. He wanted to do every extracurricular thing. And he's like, "Yeah, but wrestling, it's bad. I don't have anyone to train with." And I was like, "Dang, Herb, I, hopefully I don't get hurt, but I'll I'll let you throw me around. I'll let wrestle with you." And he's like. He's like, no, Mr. Lee, I like you. I, I don't want to hurt you, but maybe I'll get sad. Maybe I'll get someone else. I'm like, hey, that's cool. I don't I don't really want to get, like, destroyed by Herbie on the wrestling mat. But, yeah. But then I thought another thing that was really funny was, and it's kind of tragic because it kind of, I think, was a part of his personality that led to his death. But Herbie would just react to things. Like, he's just impulsive. Like, he would just do things, you know, and um, without thinking about him. And I remember uh, he used to, like, have to go home and poop and stuff because he has, like, <laughs> lactose intolerance. So he can't have milk and cheese. So, like, I remember one time the principal was like, hey, um, Herbie had to go home. I was like, oh, what's up? And he's like, oh, he pooped himself and he's going to take the day off. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, all right, it happens. You know what? Everyone poops themselves sometimes. But he's like, yeah, he's got, he's got a really bad lactose intolerance. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm at the cafe eating with Herbie, and he's got an extra large milkshake. And he's like, oh, so good. Ah, just lurping it up. And I'm like, Herbie, you're, you're lactose intolerant. And he's like, oh, I know. I know. It's just really good, though. <laughs> I'm like, Herbie, you're going to be, like, pooping your pants in, like, 10 minutes. But he liked those milkshakes. So. Right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's a kind of like something about Herbie too. So he seemed like he's just really destructive. Like he just breaks things a lot, like yeah, all like, the time. The impulsive side he was talking. About. Yeah. Well, on the he wasn't thinking it through. You just like, go, go, like go. The, the break in the window. I heard that it was an accident. I've also heard that he did it on purpose. But I think it's like probably both is true. Like, he probably just, like, door, window, and just his arm flew out, right? Like, he's probably not even anything he thought about. So. Did he have to get stitches for that? Didn't he yeah. To? I think he had to get stitches. It was all cut up. His hand was all cut up. Uh, no, I think he just had wraps, right? He didn't have a cast. Yeah, like wraps and stuff. Yeah. But. That was just messed up. Yeah, it was like this. I think they thought that. 
he did it on purpose, and then he got mad, and that's why they thought he actually did it on purpose because he was, he was mad. But he was mad after it happened. Yeah, he was yeah. mad at them for thinking. But they thought he. Purpose. Oh, I mean, I thought he did, but I hope he didn't. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys knew this, but that board that's replaced it, I'm having Greg do a Herbie memorial. Because every time I see the board, right. I think oh it's Herbie. Yeah. I'm like, I see that board, I'm like, I need, that board is mine. I'm keeping that board. Don't throw it away. And then we're thinking of uh, taking his jersey he wore his, mm-hmm. uh, uh, last year for his junior jersey, uh, 33. Yeah. We're thinking about framing that and putting it above that uh, that big board in the gym. Yeah. I just remember. Like retiring the number? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. When he had to put on Nevaeh's. Yeah. Uh, no, Nevaeh's. Was it Lady, uh, Lady Warriors? Lady Warriors? Nevaeh's. He had to Jersey. wear it. And the guy who was announcing it, he really said Lady Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> that was just funny. I think that's a great idea. What was the last experience you shared with him? You were just telling us a story. Like how you're struggling writing an essay and all that. Yeah. Don't remember what it was about though. So remember I, I had you guys fix my essay. Yeah. Because you don't want to have the big block. And Herbie looked at the thing. He saw my essay without the paragraphs and the sentences. And he's like, that's what ours look like. Mine was a block. Cause yeah. I was and I'm like, were yeah. And I'm no. like, yeah, Herbie, do you think that's fun to read all the time? And he's like, <laughs> no. And he started laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh. Kleilani? So like you know how we had like morning and afternoon. You mm-hmm. were in the morning. Yeah, I was in the morning, and I was walking home. I was crossing that little bridge, and him and Brayden came were coming to school. I don't know what day it was, but I was like, I was surprised to see them, and I, I was like saying hi, and they were saying like hi McCon and stuff. And then I was like, I just walked home. Yeah, that was the last time I remember. I think one thing that I try to keep in mind too is um, (laughs) like you don't know when's the last time you're going to see somebody, right? So your best bet is to just always be kind to people and always give people a break because it might be the last time you're ever hanging out with them or talking with them. Do you guys remember the last experience you had with him? Picture. Uh, remember when I said that he thought I was wearing makeup because I was using. Him he said you were wearing makeup. Yeah, he thought I was wearing makeup. <laughs> he, I was sitting right here and he comes to the door. He he like looks at me sideways. I'm like what? I was on my phone waiting for the. Uh, it was because after reading, you know, she sends us up like ten minutes early, so I'm here for ten minutes doing nothing. Yeah. I'm just on my phone. He walks in, looks at me sideways. I'm like what? And then he's like, "Are you wearing? Are you wearing makeup?" Like, quiet, so no one hears. <laughs> he doesn't want other people like, "Hey, like, like he's concerned, right?" Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, no, just, I mean, she's doing a new face wash. She's like, "Oh, okay." And then she sits down and then like opens the computer and I'm like, I just, I just laugh. That's funny. And then another one is when the bike. I'm pretty sure he he was riding it in here. He was. Really? I didn't see him in here riding it. I believe Ms. it. Miss Harper was like up here she or something. She was just yelling. Yeah, she was yelling at him. And he yeah. comes out 
And then I thought it was over in that building. No, he was in here. Oh, I didn't. I must have been gone. Because he was up here. Oh, okay. And then did he ride down the stairs? Yeah, he rode. He came out like all like like sad and mad, and then we just cheer him up, and then for a good like five minutes, we just give him like a pep talk to go down that. To go down the stairs. I was like, did I see that? Yeah, right? Go down the stairs. On the me. bike. Yeah, it was me, Brandon. So you're talking him into do hurt himself on the stairs. All right, yeah. We're talking to Not that it's hard to talk Herbie into doing things he's not supposed to be doing. And mine, mine is tough. It's bittersweet because he was gone. Like it was the last day on on Earth for Herbie. But there's picture day. It was picture day, yep. And you two are in his class. No, all three of you, everyone but Makana is in that class, yeah. Herbie's class. You guys remember how much me and Herbie fought like in September. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. And we, we got along over the summer. I helped him in the summer. Saw him all the time over the summer. We got along pretty well in the spring. But, man, we fought so much in, the, in September, and it broke my heart because I'm like, he's getting ready to be a dad. I want to help him get ready to be a man, like grow up. And, and he's fighting me all the time. He's fighting me, you know. <laughs> and I remember um, he was in my reading group after lunch and nobody else was there. So I, it was me and Herbie alone for an hour. So for the last 24 hours on earth for Herbie, I got an hour of that alone with Herbie. And it meant so much to me to have an hour with Herb because we got along. We talked about things that mattered. We worked on homework. We talked about his future. We talked about what he wanted to do with his life. And you guys all saw his essay about what he wanted to do for, for his life. That's what was in his brain before he died. He wrote that essay about what he wanted to do with his life like 10 days before he died. So he was thinking about that. He was yeah, thinking about I, being the man he I wanted to be. Because me and him were sitting next to each other when yeah. we were doing that essay. We, I'm pretty sure I finished mine that day. It was mm -hmm. one of the ones that I – it was a good topic. And he yeah. was just sitting there doing his mm -hmm. like he was going at it yeah yeah i mean it felt so good to have him have that drive and focus and know like this is what i want to be this he is what i know i need to be huh he didn't talk to anybody during that class period because he was because he was busy class. yeah i mean and that was it was great seeing that that he wasn't frustrated he wasn't he mad about having to do it he just saw it and he did it and he saw the value in looking at the future and knowing what you wanted to do with yourself. And I remember he showed up to picture day. He had a stain on his shirt. His hair was like crazy because he had his hat on. His hair me was and, all. Uh, me and Barry met him at the, uh, the, uh, the desk over there where you sign in. Yeah. We were, we were just talking to him. He seemed sad at first, but I, like, I, like I said, as the day goes on, yeah. more happy. Seemed like he was happy when, like by the after lunch and stuff. But yeah, I just remember his, his, his shirt was a mess. He had, he had a standing shirt because he was riding his bike. His hair was all sweaty because he'd been riding a bike. And he had a hickey on his neck. And, like, his hair was crazy. And I'm like, Herbie, it's picture day. Like, how do you roll in today and look like this? This is such a Herbie thing. And, and uh, yeah, it was like, man, Herbie had a good day. And that was that Monday. So I'm like, this is a start of something really great with him. Because I, I was so excited for him to be a dad. And I thought, I'm a decent dad. I'm not a great dad, but I'm a pretty good dad. And I have a chance to, like, be there for a guy at 18 with a baby mama, with a kid in school, trying to make money, trying to figure out a life for himself and his family.
and I almost had it. And uh, I used to carry on my neck, I had a, a pendant that's the patron saint of lost causes. I wore it in Iraq. I wore it at war. And I wore it when I came here because I believed in lost causes. Everyone thinks like, oh, this village is a mess. It's don't even bother. These kids are a mess. Don't even bother. I wore it every day. And when Herbie died, Herbie was the person that I was staying here for. I said, I am not leaving here until Herbie graduates. So when he passed away, I actually took that necklace off and I put it in his pocket in the coffin. And I haven't worn another one since. And um, I need to find that new thing that, that, I, that drives me into each day, no matter how bad things are. And Herbie was that kind of guiding light that like drove me. And I know I'm not the only one, um, but it's just weird not having him here. Yeah. It's just weird. It feels like empty. Like, it's just frustrating. It's just yeah. not the same. It's not. And it feels, I feel like quiet. I don't understand how time works. Yeah, it is more quiet. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's not a good quiet either. It's not. And I... I feel like a kid. I remember Taryn. We were texting that night, late, like two in the morning. And I texted Taryn like adults do, like, oh, it's going to be okay. And you said, no, it's not okay. And I thought, like, no, none of this shit's okay. You know, it's not okay. And it's still not okay to me yet. And I, I thought, I don't understand how time works. I don't understand that there's this linear idea of time where someone's born and then they die and I'm still going and I cannot build any more memories with this person that meant so much to me. Like I cannot, my brain can't understand how any of this is happening. But part of it is a good thing because I don't see Herbie as gone because it doesn't make sense to me. Like Herbie is so big, he is. Everything about Herbie's big. It's so big that I don't feel like death can hold him back from being here. I don't feel he's gone. There's something that just makes Herbie just right here. I feel electricity in the air. I feel it right now in my shoulders and my arms. I feel Herbie right now that he's around here because he's so damn big. His spirit can't just be gone. And, and that's why I brought you guys in and that's why I'm doing this. Because we don't have to just be like, Hey, bad stuff happens. He's dead. We're moving on. You know, it's not like that. We don't have to just put him in the ground and walk away like it's over and it's the end. It's not. Um, And we we do and we have it. And Sienna has this. Sienna. Sorry, I'm white. (laughs) (laughs) Sienna will have this. Think of a Sienna that's 15 years old and she's listening to this. She's listening about her dad that she never got to meet. That's how special this is. And Herbie keeps going because we keep Herbie going. We keep that torch going. We keep carrying it. Okay, that's why we're doing these. How should Herbie be remembered? <laughs> I'm trying to put it in words. So who who went to the burial? 
All of you, right? Yeah. Did you go? You didn't, but the rest of you went. Yeah. So. Cold that was. I forgot to bring a coat. My feet were frozen because they told me to jump off the boat and pull them in, and I got my Converse all wet for that. I was like, God, I hate you guys. Because yeah. <laughs> you made me jump in freezing cold water just to push you guys in. I was like. Yeah, that was. I don't remember being real cold, but that might have been just because it took us nine hours to, you, to you dig were that. There. You were, uh, I dug the grave. Yeah. You said that uh, there was a rock that you guys could get out. <laughs> Did you guys see the rock pile? There's a pile of rocks. That was huge. Oh, yeah. It was about 500 pounds of rock. And it was, we hit the first one about a foot down. So the old timers, Cliff Sr., Clifton Sr. was there, and uh, Don Sr., who else? Um, and Cody. But Clifton Sr. said it was the toughest burial he'd ever seen. And he's like in his 70s. Said the toughest he ever seen. When we got a foot down and Danimal was there, Art's dad, and that guy's a beast. Um, but we got a foot down and this rock was huge. It was like the whole corner of the grave. And it was, it was a monster rock. It was probably like 150 pounds, 200 pounds. We hit that about a foot down. We hit this giant rock. And I mean, we had to like carve it out. We almost thought we'd have to like break it the rock apart, like literally like pound it into smaller rocks and then put yeah. It was a disaster. And the other guys at the gravesite, they're like, hey, let's do the other side. Let's just go to another spot. And I said, No, like this is Herbie's hole. This is Herbie's grave. Like, it was the toughest damn dig you could ever have. And the the grave filled with the high tide or whatever it was we were calf deep in water we were literally having to like roll rocks up on our shoulders and like lift them out of the hole because after we got the first big one we're like okay that's we're done we went down like another six inches we hit another giant rock so we had three giant rocks that we had to literally roll and muscle our way up out of the hole hundreds of pounds of rock and they're like guys that's they wanted to quit they wanted to go to the other side of the the, the, the grave that he was next to. And um, uh, another person said that they did that years ago and the people grieving were so upset that they had like started a hole and then quit it and then tried to go somewhere else that they're like, oh, I'm so glad you guys didn't like have this like half dug hole and then done another hole. But it took us hours. It took us nine hours to dig this, twice as long as it normally takes. But I thought, this is Herbie. like massive rock of a guy and this is where he's resting and he doesn't want to go in this damn hole like he's fighting it he's making this thing go twice as long floods rocks whatever he's he's not wanting to leave us and i just remember i thought it i thought he would think it was very funny that i was covered in mud <laughs> trying to roll a rock out of a giant hole like i felt like he would have been enjoying watching old men and me like stumbling around trying to rip rocks out and then go three more inches down and have another giant rock that had to be pulled out like i'm like guys this is herbie's this is where herbie's supposed to be and um i felt like where he went and the people that surrounded him when he went um he's a special person like he's gonna re be remembered here and it's gonna be that i, I don't think what people said at the funeral was accurate that every time you see Herbie it's a good experience or people would say like you always leave with a smile on your face 
of the time. Maybe half the time, but it's impossible to I hate him. that dude. <laughs> it's impossible to hate him for long, though, because he'll have that look and that smile and that Next grin, minute. and you're like, oh, I God. love this guy. I, I love this wait. man, you know. So. Yeah, just the smile, and he's just so – there's just something about him that even when he was doing things wrong and he was getting in trouble, it was like this innocent, childlike you trouble. Yeah, you're laughing. like – Herbie, why did you do that? Like, I could just see what were you thinking? Frustrating, getting frustrated at him. And, and like, I just, I would just cover my face <laughs> and just try not to laugh at you. Yeah. But, so that's what I'll remember him as. Just a big, giant, heart of gold guy. Bully. Bully. <laughs> <laughs> like a fun bully. But that's a perfect example. Like a teddy bear. Art. I think I think he was only looked at as a bully because he sometimes took things too far. Yeah, he did, but it was almost like he never meant it to hurt anyone. He's just playing with you. But I remember he's just too big. Yeah, he's too big, and he doesn't realize how too strong. How yeah, doing a lot, but he is. Yeah. And I remember, and you weren't a part of this, but the boys were vaping in the bathroom oh at the beginning of last year. And they actually, like, put a stopper on the bathroom door so you couldn't go in the bathroom. And I, like, forced my way in. And I'm like, you guys are all getting out of here. And Herbie went and looked at me and went, no, we're not. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, am I really going to be fighting with Herbie in the bathroom surrounded by six knuckleheads from Heidelberg? And it's, like, my first week there. But Herbie would check me, and he'd, like, see how I'd respond. And I think that's what he's just feeling people out. He's wanting to know, like, who you are. Yeah. And he'll mess with you. He'll, Can you he'll, handle me? Yeah, he'll poke you. <laughs> he's poking you to see what, where, where you're at, what, who you are, what you're doing. And that's how he communicated. And um, I don't know. I feel like I passed his test, if there was a test, that, you know, he got to the I point where Herbie saw that yeah. I was – Someone that he cared about and he respected, and that meant a lot because that was earned. You know, Herbie just doesn't run around and care about everyone or respect everyone. There's, you know, he can be a pain in the butt to people, especially if he doesn't have a reason to believe that um, or a reason to respect you, you know, that he can make people's life kind of miserable. But once he has that respect for you, it means a lot, and and he shows it. And, um, yeah, so that's how I'll remember him. A bully with a heart of gold. And I, again, like that Seattle trip is a perfect example. If you guys remember Art, like breaking broke. into tears because he he it spent like $200 in one night playing video games. games. He's like, I can't go back home. They won't let me go back home. <laughs> I'm going to be on the street. <laughs> They're going to kill me. And Herbie just like took him over his wing and just put his arm around him. He's like, hey. We're just a bunch of broke kids from Heidelberg. Who cares? Like, it's all good. I remember when we got back, Herbie's like, well, I want to go to Edgecombe. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, I just need a good school. And I'm like, if you can't go to Mount Edgecombe, have Mount Edgecombe come to you. Meaning, whatever it is that you need, create that for yourself where you are. And I said, why, why do you suddenly want to leave? And he's like, because when I went to Seattle, I saw how we could be as a school. I saw how we could act as a school. And it's just sad to go back to how we are now. And that's what I love about what we're trying to do now. And I feel like we are going towards that. We're going towards there being meaning in what we're doing. And um, 
<laughs> I thought it was neat that Herbie wanted that so bad. Like Herbie's like, I want the best I can have. And it mattered to him. And he fought it so bad because he's always like going from like, I care about everything and I'm going to do every sport and I'm going to get good grades to this is dumb. I'm going to get high and I don't care. And this is stupid. Right. So like there was kind of two Herbies <laughs> all the time too. So do you think that's accurate to say there's kind of like two, two kind of Herbies? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's fair to remember him that way too. Last thing, last thing. If Herbie can hear this interview, and we know that this might be something available for Herbie's daughter, but if Herbie can hear this interview, and I think he can, that's my personal belief. If Herbie can hear this interview, what do you want to say to him or what do you want him to know? I'll start. All right. This is what I want you to know, Herbie. Every time I was having a bad day and I wanted to quit and I wanted to stop teaching, I got over it and I got up and I came to work because I was going to make sure you graduated. When I lost you, that was hard to deal with. And I had to find a new thing that was going to get me to school every day. And I want you to know, Herbie, that I'm going to be watching out for your daughter for the rest of my life. I'm going to make sure that she's okay and I'm going to give her whatever help I can no matter where I am. And she's going to know who you are and she's going to get what she needs to have a successful life. I think you guys should make this season happen even if you have to like carry people on your back because this should have been Herbie's season <laughs> and it's not. It needs to be. It still is. It still is. Every time he has seven players we say his name at the Taryn? I just miss my older cousin. Someone to look forward to, I guess. Watching the games. I will see. <laughs> well, the season just started, but I don't see Herbie playing like. Like how he would hustle and stuff. Yeah. Just don't say. He just amazed me every time he would. How fast he would go and that fast. How you could move that big body for that yeah, long. I was tired just watching him. I'm like, dang, Herbie. You can't see nobody's picking on me. Well, never mind. There's <laughs> someone picking on me, but like, not yeah. It's not him. <laughs> Nobody's picking on you as well as Herbie would pick on you. Do you want me to pick on you more? No. Because <laughs> I could if that helped. Maybe Moses could squeeze out a fart or two. <laughs> no. No. Anonymous? He was a great lab partner. He was someone who was smart. And, like, I knew he didn't like to show it, but, like, he was really smart. He was a very chill person. Yeah. He was the one to lift our moods up. Yeah. 
Also, we would always talk about random things too. <laughs> I don't know how. Even though I don't include. I would in it. every time I would question him. It's like, where did where did that come from? <laughs> Why did you bring this up? <laughs> You have just listened to the first episode of It Happened in Heidelberg, honoring the very rich but far too brief life of Herbie Nix, a student at Heidelberg School, as told by his fellow students and his teacher. Thank you for listening.